Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister. I'm so stressed, I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. The official podcast of the Game Dump Facebook group. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I am joined, as ever, by Ian Bruce and Patrick Kay. Last time we ended up touching on uh, some of the crowdfunding slash um, early access type stuff, and uh, so I thought we'd just pick it up there for lack of anything else to really talk about. It's been a bit of a slow news week, hasn't it? Mm. Talk about the Olympics? <laughs> nah, nah, <clears throat> or. Yeah, there was all that nonsense with watchdogs, but yeah, it's just not worth even talking about, really, is it? Nah. Cool. Okay, so... Right, well, thanks, everyone. See you next week. Yes. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Yeah, so, I mean... Yeah, I mean... So, in summary, can you sum up why you so despise Star Citizen? I don't... Without going into a massive rant? I don't despise it. it. I don't despise it just, at all. Um, right. My problem with it is the kind of kitchen sink attitude that they've kind of gone into it with. And it's it's like with most crowdfunding projects, they're normally for like two months on Kickstarter. They ask for this much money, they raise that money, and then they go away and make their game. If you contribute the money to it, then you get to know about the game and its development. Um, I've not put any money into Star Citizen, and I'm having to fight it away, the, the information overload of it all it almost i'm 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 someone who's very um i'm very sensitive to hype i can i i can get so easily obsessed with things and so (laughs) i've had to sort of i don't believe that for a moment (laughs) i can i get so excited and stuff and so normally with a lot of games um they'll be announced and then they'll sort of go away and then they'll then they'll make it, and then I'll get excited close to launch. Whereas this is sort of like an ongoing thing, which is fair enough because the, you know people have got a, the public have got a stake in the game, and so it's only fair that they let the public know about it. And it's cool to, that you get to see how the sausage is made, etc. To quote Chris Roberts himself. Um, but my concern is that the game. I mean, I've the last update I heard, there was a shipboarding first-person shooter section in it awesome yeah that was that was announced last year was it or the the first first person combat was and they they they, they spoke about like kind of planet surface stuff and on on ship fps as well so yeah that that is old news right okay um yeah well but anyway i mean what i'm trying to say is and i had this so worked out in my head earlier (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's right um, is that the amount of money they're sitting on now? I just, I'm just a little bit concerned that um, they're rich. 
Well, that they're because then they're no... all going to get Porsches. No, no, I'm not. I'm not bothered. <laughs> they're all pretty well off anyway. I think he is. Um, but anyway, the point is that um, I think I think they're now operating in a situation where the the risk has suddenly gone, and so I look at a game like Elite <laughs> and I think, wow, they're really kind of working to a budget here. It's going to be, you know, really streamlined and um, there's going to be no fat, as it were. And then I look at something like Star Citizen, made by Chris Roberts, who made Wing Commander, which itself is a classic series, but also one that <laughs> that I think is fair to say suffered a little from bloat, um, especially in its uh, later iterations. And, Don't all games suffer from that, though? Well, they they were just famously like, they never really optimised their games. You'd always need like a hideous PC to run them, you know, and then they'd port them to a console and it would work fine and not look much different. Um, you, that, that's all I'm saying. And, and I just wonder like, you know, that whether they're going to really, because they've they're, they've got this attitude of just, you know, t- to hell with it. I mean, when he was talking about system requirements, he was like, oh yeah, I've got a box of Titans. It just made me so angry. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go and have a poo while you finish off. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, and and so yeah, I've I'm using this analogy, which sort of makes sense to me, is that I think that it's the Spinal Tap of video games. Well, you do realise that <laughs> I think a, a you're lot... the Spinal Tap of video games. <laughs> you do realise that a lot of developers have Titans in their in their build PCs. I've got a Titan at work, and I don't develop these kind of games. A box of <clears> Titans. I, th- I think there's a fundamental thing you can do to be less stressed about this. As funny as it is, I do worry about your nerves as you get a bit older and all this stress you're forcing upon yourself. First of all, stop reading Star Citizen news. Well, I don't. This is the thing. I'm I'm trying to block it out. What 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 sort of gets me though as well is that I I I backed projects before. I've I backed uh, uh, Pillars of Eternity coming soon, Shadow Run. So I'm totally up for the whole crowdfunding model. I accept that is now the way things are. And um I've got no problem backing games myself. But my attitude normally is it's like if it's something that I'm sort of really interested in and um and it looks like they might not make their goal or whatever, I'll put money in. But um I don't feel like uh, I need to pay any money for Star Citizen now, you know? Did you pay money for it to start with? Did you contribute? No, I Are you a, uh, okay, so is there a feeling of you've missed the boat and you wish you could have been there to start with? Because at the moment it's something that you haven't really invested in no, I'm, and everybody else is being excited about it. No, what I'm feeling is that I'm feeling like obligated to buy it um, ahead of it coming out. It feels like I'm almost doing the wrong thing by waiting. Why is that? Well, well, because I just feel like I'm going to be missing out on some perks and things that they everyone else is getting and stuff. Or, or was that is that ship sailed already? Yeah, I think that's all. Yeah, I think that's all over now. The the kind of it was just it was only um, lifetime insurance. I think as a, as an early perk for for early joiners. But yeah, I think that's gone now. So it's 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 literally just buying anyway. your buying your ship and your and your hangar. Right. So. So there's no real like benefit to uh to to buying it now. You I could just wait. No, I mean the the, the benefit to it being a, a crowdsourced title was that he took it to several large publishers and they weren't interested and told him it wasn't a game that people wanted to buy. And 
he used a different model in order to to, to prove them wrong. And he has very much proved them wrong. Well, yeah, Although we haven't got the game yet. That's, I that's, mean, that's true. The, that is true. But he's, you know, he's proved that that game was uh, was a game which the public wanted. Oh, mm. definitely. I mean, it's been such a long time since there was like a killer, no compromises space sim. I mean, mm. I'm really, I'm really excited about it. But the other thing as well is that it's not just the paying up front of it. The whole thing to me just seems like a massive, like uh, someone coming and mugging me. And stealing all my money, <laughs> but no one, no one says it's, have, it's voluntary. It's voluntary mugging. It's, no one says you have to buy the game. I don't, I don't understand what. Well, where he's that not comes using from. violence. No, he's using like awesome video games at me. Going like, right? What's the, what's the, all this? What's the problem with that? He's exploiting <laughs> your weak mind. How is that a bad thing? <laughs> That you've, oh, that there's know. a game I that just, you really want to play and you're angry that you want to play it. I, don't I just understand. sort of. <laughs> I just, just want it now. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I think I've just got this. It's like a, a, a defensive mechanism that I've just developed where I just. I don't know. I just can't get excited about it because it. I feel like I'll just like fall into the rabbit hole and never come out, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's a bit ridiculous, uh, but. I don't know. No, I will get it, but I, so so. But why do I have to spend two hundred quid on a spaceship then? You don't. You, you don't. Yeah, but other people will it, though. The 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 two hundred quid ones are multiplayer ships. They're they're meant to be manned by like I think it's three or maybe four people, oh and they can take. Oh, let's buy that ship. Oh, so we all that, that would together. Be amazing. We have yeah. like a. Club yeah, that's the that's whole space. point of it. You have like a, a pilot and an engineer, and there's there's even a a smaller fighter ship inside that ship, which can be launched. So you can pilot. I was just that thinking well. last night that would be the best thing in the world. Yeah, to have so, a multiplayer so game. So that's you, that's why you buy the two hundred quid ship if, if you want. Okay. But you don't I'm have in. to. You can you can you can go for the you know the the, the entry level ones and. So how does that work? You all have you all kind of have access to that ship then? Yeah. Right. Damn, that does sound good, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> see, see how we've tricked you into see, you, wanting you to buy it. You haven't been bombarded with news that much, Rob. No, <laughs> I knew doing this podcast would be a bad idea. <laughs> where you would you finally been just yet. wait for it. Systematically talk me into <laughs> dropping uh, money on uh, Are you buying it now? As good, as, no. <laughs> Are you buying four of them? <laughs> yeah, four packs. As, as good as that would be, I think I'd rather wait for a game that does that by default and not have to spend 200 quid or 50 quid for four people on a ship that we'll use maybe once or twice a week. Well, that's the reality <clears throat> of it. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's, it's the reality of it for, for you and I, perhaps. Other people may be able to play it every night. So mm. 200 pounds is a pretty sound investment. Yeah. Um but I'd rather wait until there's a game that you have a ship and if other people are playing, they can play in their own ships or they can pop in and be a gunner in yours. Mm. Yeah. And that would get my money. Definitely. But, yeah, I am very excited. So it's it's now like a full MMO then. Or has it always been that? Yeah, that's, that's always been the idea. Because when it first was announced, I was like, oh, he's just doing Wing Commander again. But... Um, so what, is it going to have like traditional MMO missions or is it all going to be procedural? Because I know that's how Elite's going to work. Um, as far as I know... Space, 
There'll be a spaceship with a question mark over its head. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> um, there is, um, there's a single-player um, game in it as well. Um, yeah, Squadron 12 or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can just go off and just do those missions without getting bothered by... <clears throat> yeah, and <clears throat> he said that kind of the online part of the game and the, the single-player part of the game, you can, you can just play one or the other. Uh, and they do affect one another, but he said you you know you don't have to you don't have to play online as well, or you don't have to play the single game single player game if you if you don't want to. What so um, like cash you earn <laughs> in the single player game will I, carry I guess over. so. Yeah, I guess that it's that it's a shared shared currency thing, and um, and there's this insurance thing that's going to be like a bit of a money sink, isn't it? Yeah, basically, there's. I think you get a certain amount of months insurance when you when you sign up anyway, um, but you basically use in-game funding to as your insurance, and it means that if you if your ship's destroyed, then you don't lose the ship and the the like the basic um, con- contents of that ship. Um, right. So so you don't have to completely start again from scratch. It's it's all kind of very some sort of semi permadeath, leaning on the not. Yeah. Side of it. But if it's an MMO, <clears throat> would that count as a subscription? A subscription, really? That you have to? Ah, uh, well, it's 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 in-game currency. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, so... but uh, I'm, you'll be able to buy that in a shop. Yeah, somewhere, that is though, that right? is true. That is true. So, <clears throat> see, there's that as well. They, but a... he did say that. Um, you know, that, that part of the reason they 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 did it that way was um, oh, so that that they you're allowed to buy in-game funds with proper funds was just to stop gold farming in the game yeah but there's a lot of controversy at the moment um surrounding games that are being that are they're charging full price for and then having the microtransactions on top i think like apparently the new forza that's like a 60 pounds game um yeah and uh and and like to buy some of the cars and stuff that's like additional like money you have to spend Mm. So there's a lot of abuse of that at the moment, um, especially with these racing games, um, and and a lot of the sports titles as well. Um, a lot yeah, of it's just because, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I some did. of them are like free and open, like a um, like a set of Corsa and and Project Cars. I think you can just download the cars, but like things like iRacing, you you basically choose which tracks you want to race mm. and what cars you want to race around it, and you just buy those. Right, but there are some people that that are in what they call the the hundred percent club who, who who buy everything. But it is thousands; it's literally thousands for for all of the content. Um, but some people will only have you know a couple of tracks and and one or two cars. Um, so you're not buying a full game then, uh, or, or you are. Well, yeah, you are. But I mean, it's it's it is in a way. You know, you can you can you can spend as much money as you like on it. I mean, I when I was playing iRacing, I was literally only interested in the Formula One car and going round a couple of tracks. So I just I just bought those, and that, that's all I spent on it, and I was perfectly happy. But if you wanted to do, you know, um, you wanted to do drifting or something else, then you know you can you can go that route. But you don't have to. Um, I certainly didn't feel ripped off by it. I just felt like you know I bought the the, the component of the game that I was actually interested in rather than. All of it, right? <clears throat> so, so, what, what, what was it you bought then? One car and a. So, I, I you get, you get something like twelve cars with it as a standard, and uh, something like twelve tracks as well. Um, and the game costs how much? Sorry, um, how much is the game? It, well, it's subscription. 
so it's it's, it's online it's subscription uh, i think it cost me about 11 pounds or something for three months but it was on some sort of deal or something oh right um, wow that's but, an interesting um, <clears throat> model for a driving game yeah yeah uh, it's it's actually got a very small subscription base but um because it's quite a dedicated one and like i said you know there's there's quite a few people in this 100 percent club you know it's it's actually quite well funded as well um oh, it looks like uh, it's at the moment on steam it's 30 pounds early access uh oh you you know you're talking about assetto course aren't you oh am i getting yeah I'm t- sorry, sorry which I, was talking about I was talking about i racing assetto course oh, i racing you get the, sorry sorry yeah so that's because you get all the all the tracks and the, the cars it's just part right of okay i racing sorry yeah that's the, yeah that's the super um high-end one yeah the yeah the very very sort of uh geeky realistic one um does all track ir and all that yeah yeah all that thing got got like a physics engine for the wheels and that kind of craziness mental so, uh, but yeah, like I, I certainly didn't feel ripped off by it. I just felt, you know, like I'd, I'd bought the component of the game that I wanted to play and, you know, that's it. Um, okay. So that really is sort of like taking it as a service sort of approach. Mm, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah, um, sorry. So I, I, did you want to say anything, Ian, or, or was that gone? <clears throat> I'm just wondering if you said gaming companies or developers are, or publishers are doing this more and more. And I wonder if the only reason that they are doing this is because the gamers are letting them. <clears throat> well, uh, Battlefield 4 came out last year. The base game was 60 bucks or 40 English pounds. Yeah. Uh, premium uh, was another 40 pounds. So that's 80 pounds for a game and half of that money is being spread out over a year, which may or may not be a lot of money. Mm. It perhaps wouldn't be a lot of money if they got the game right, and lazy journalists like the ones at Eurogamer weren't bleating about the game, as I have done this week. <clears throat> but as gamers, we bought Battlefield 4 on the day one and were a bit surprised when it didn't really work, or a lot of people were. And then we still yeah. paid for the premium. And we do that for other games as well. The ones mm. Pat's been talking about, they sound like they worked. I'm sure they had times when they didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm, sh- I'm sure people weren't buying shit at the time. Mm. So I think everybody's justified in having a go about games that don't work. But the next time that a company publishes a game, don't rush into that game thinking it's going to work if the last one didn't. No, and don't well, spend the I- money and then get angry when it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we're all going to be uh, waiting for any reviews of any Gearbox games coming out <laughs> yeah. after the uh, travesty Absolutely. of Aliens. Yeah. And even Watch Dogs. Yeah. I know there was that story today about uh, the trademark being pulled and all that shit, and that's, I don't really want to, talk, want to talk about that too much, but it has been delayed. It's, it looks like it's been pushed back a bit more. The Wii U version's been dropped. And some stuff's happening there. Yeah, it might be because it's still becoming the best game we've ever go to. We're ever going to play. <clears throat> well, experience would suggest otherwise, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, they were saying on a weekend confirm this week about how stuff they show at E three. You know, you cannot trust that that is actually a thing. It it's all could be a very carefully staged demo. It's a vertical slice. Yeah, where it's the best bits of the game. They want to show everybody else. Yeah, exactly. And for all we knew, you know, 
uh, watchdogs might just be what we've seen repeated for 30 hours. Mm. And, and that's certainly what, that's certainly the impression I got. Mm. Um, Second Son looked like a more intriguing version of that, mm. um, where you could do some really cool shit. But you'll need be needing a PS4 for that. Yeah, well, that's yeah. <laughs> they're going to start years, piling up. <laughs> they're going to start piling up, and eventually, I mean, I'm waiting for reviews of that. That's not a game that's going to make me drop money on a machine, but um, eventually, the argument will become more and more compelling. Um, but yeah, I still, I still think it's going to be a couple of years before I go anywhere near that. <laughs> yes, but <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. I mean, going back to sort of like uh, Star Citizen. I mean, yeah, that that's the one thing is that everyone's just putting so much faith in this game um, based on this guy's reputation. And but he has a really good reputation. Well, for making Should we have space any reason Sims, to question does. his reputation? For making Space Sims, he's got a great reputation. But um, for making MMOs, <clears throat> for making boarding first-person shooters, for making, I don't know, what, is there a farming simulator when you get onto the planet? I've got to say, Rob, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm a backer of Star Citizen, and I, uh, Chris Roberts is absolutely nothing to do with my reason for backing it. Like, right. I don't care about Wing Commander games. I played them years ago. I can barely remember them. Um, I, I, I simply backed it because I wanted a really good space com- dogfighting simulator. Like it, nothing to do with, with his history at all. Just, well, just from a personal point of view, I don't know how many people actually are backing it because of Wing Commander. Um, I'm sure it yeah. is a lot of people, but I, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, you know, a lot of the younger gamers probably don't actually remember it at all. That's very true. I, when I think about most of the things I've backed on uh, Kickstarter, though, I, I have gone a lot on on reputation now I think about it. Cause, really? um Yeah, like Republic. I mean, that guy, he'd worked on, um, on uh, Metal Gear. Not Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah, he'd worked on Metal Gear Solid 4 and Halo. So I knew he had his credentials. Mm. And then, and then um, Obsidian making Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, uh, and then um, the Shadowrun guys. I guess, I guess, really, yeah. What it's all. I I, I always find that part of the pitch compelling. Actually, now I think about it, because yeah, the guy who made Shadowrun. I don't think I'd played any of his video games before, but he was the creator of Shadowrun. So I thought, if anyone's going to do a good enough job on this, it's going to be the guy that conceived the idea. So mm-hmm. I just feel like you know, like another one, Banner Saga. That's now out for retail release. Um, but you know that's a game I'm interested in because it's got people from Bioware who made it. Mm. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess I have kind of become a bit like that. I don't, I guess, I guess I, I'm not sold on something unless I'm, unless I can see evidence of what else they've done, what else is out there. <laughs> well, you're a gaming snob. Is that what you're saying? To well, be yeah, fair, pretty much. It's, it's better to, to, I think it's probably better to make informed decisions based on the developers making a game rather than, it's from this publisher. Or um, this is this would be a nice idea, wouldn't it? You know? Or or any of the marketing. Well, uh, I, look at Colonial Marines. Well, yeah. no, I, I think that this would be a nice idea thing is the very best reason for having crowdfunding games. Like, I think the fact that you can actually suggest an idea which publishers might not think is appealing or, or sellable at all, and you could actually, you know, you can actually come up with something which is original and and does appeal to people. I think that is probably the greatest strength of of crowdfunding. But you think, but you, 
Mm. Go on. Yeah. So you're saying that you would have given the people that created the X games, you would have still given them money if they were going, oh, we're going to make a Star Citizen game. We're going to make a game that's actually fun now. You know, they've got experience making games in that genre, but their games are shite, aren't they? They're like really like hard work. <laughs> a lot I, of people enjoy the hard work in those games. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, the last game was shocking. The last games was <laughs> shocking, apparently, I heard. But they are fixing them. Well, yeah, that's it. Why, what they should, well, then they should do early access on those <clears> games. Should. Did you use the word should? Yeah. Hello, Poland. Watch out. Oh, are they, is that what it is then? <clears throat> well, so why should they? It's not your game. Why should they work like that? Because if their game is not finished, then they shouldn't... They, they, then by all means, charge full price for it, but, make, but on the understanding that, that people aren't going to be getting a finished game. And that's, you're spot on, absolutely. But isn't that part of the current or the old school publishing model where you get a publisher and I don't know the process of release dates, but somebody sets a release date and all of the marketing is set for that release date. If the game's not finished, tough shit, it's still being published on that date. Mm, so unless you you're Ubisoft the- and you just pull the damn thing. <laughs> so, and that's, that's what I meant about the watchdogs thing today. If they're pulling watchdogs which is unlikely, I agree. But if they're pulling it because it's just not good enough, absolute fucking respect to them. EA should have done that with BF4. They should have waited until it was ready. But they need to appease the shareholders and the board and whatever EA are doing with their money and financials. They need to get all that done. And the people who suffer are the people who are actually buying their fucking games. Mm. Um, Lots of people supported... BF 1942 when it came out, massive fans of DICE, uh, the way they embraced the mod community with Desert Combat, uh, which then went on to be Battlefield 2. It was just, it was breathtaking to be part of that when it was all happening. And to see them becoming, I mean, I I don't have a problem with BF4 at all. It, It works, sometimes it doesn't, but most of the time it does. But they have kind of become like the Rolling Stones in a way, where they produce the same shit every year and the people who love them love it, mm. but, and they just keep on doing the same thing. Yeah. So the unique, the uniqueness they had to start with indie developers are doing elsewhere now, but it, that has become the industry. Yes. It's become yeah. a triple a industry and it, it's, it's getting a bit tiresome to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's completely disgusting that they can pass off a product like that as finished. But it's but other people do that as well, um, like uh, <clears throat> well we've we've spoken about Assassin's Creed three previously, where it's got yeah. not game breaking bugs, but bugs that are well. Why hasn't anybody fixed that? That's a bit stupid. Yeah. Um, so there are AAA titles that get out there that don't have necessarily have the game breaking issues that BF four had and still has in some cases. Yeah, but they all go out and they. That's it. That's them done now. They move on to the next one, which mm. is probably a repeat of the one they did before that one. So yeah. it just becomes a cycle of producing hamburgers, dressing them up with different bits of lettuce and saying, look, we made this. It's not we made even, the hamburger you liked a while ago. Yeah. It's not even a, so much a case of producing bad content or broken content. It's, it's more a case that they don't seem to have as much of an incentive to create original content. And, you know, that's, that's, that's why I'm such a fan of this new kind of 
crowdfunding model. Yeah. It's just it, yeah. it, it's just an alternative to that. It's they've, an alternative to playing safe. Um, yes, they've become so big and they have so many responsibilities to people apart from those who are making the games and playing them. And certainly apart from the people who are going to be playing them, yeah. Yeah, that, um, they, that it has to be run like a business. Quake 2 and Quake and the glory days, even Wing Commander, I guess, they were made because they wanted to make those games and they could. Mm. And everybody went, wow, I can see the people who have made this really wanted to make this. It's a great game. But these days it's just, it's another version of this. It's Assassin's Creed 2 with pirates in. Last Christmas was so telling, wasn't it? I mean, it was just another Call of Duty, another Battlefield, another Assassin's Creed, another Batman game that nobody wanted. And um, yeah, it was just so... But but the games that people were talking about when it came to the end of the year were, you know, gone home, brothers. Mm. And um, yeah... There, there, there are some, uh, you know, anomalies. I mean, I thought Tomb Raider was a great game. It's like based on a massive franchise, but I think they took some risks with that. But then I think that's a franchise that's so massive they can do that, and they needed to do that, really. Well, it was it was just Uncharted with boobs, really, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a great I mean, game. It was, but it was yeah, fantastic, it was, but it, I, as for the taking the risk side, it was just put Lara Croft in an Uncharted game. Do mm. a Dark Knight on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Add some grit. <laughs> <laughs> and this year, change your face. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, obviously, obviously with the alternative, the alternative, you may fund a game and it may not be, you know, what the, what the developers promised. It may not be what you, what you thought you were going to get. But the point is you have enabled that content to be, to be made. You have said this is the the kind of game I want being made, and you've helped to make that happen. And that is that is the the core of it, really, isn't it? If you you know if you're if you if there are an, if there are a hundred thousand people out there that want some bizarre nineteen twenties farming simulator, they can make they can have that game, and it's yeah. the only way they can enable that kind of you know niche um, the, the, title the, the, to come into play. The main thing for me with that is if 100,000 people back a game, the game developers then answer to those 100,000 people. None of us backed Battlefield 4 or Watch Dogs, and when it comes out and we say, well, this doesn't work, they have no incentive to fix it because they've already taken our money and we haven't been involved in the process along the way. Mm. I'm not saying that every Kickstarter or crowdfunding venture gives you the right to demand your entitled thing for a game. Yeah. If you want to make a game that you want to make, fuck off and learn how to make a game. Let the developers yeah. do their job and provide feedback and support for them if you've paid for it. I mm. think that's my expectation of crowdfunding. Yeah. But but you are invested in it and the developers see you are invested in it. So they feel, I think, I hope, they feel more responsible about producing the best they can mm. because they have all these people who are excited about it yeah. instead of the marketing department saying it's got to be released November 2nd or all the marketing's going to go tits up. It's a different thing. And you've got to put survival horror elements in it now, because that's what's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Or survive. Yeah. <laughs> survive. <laughs> I've got to say, I haven't really heard of an example of the crowdfunding model to have gone wrong. You know, um, there, was, there was a double fire, wasn't there? There have been there lots was... of unfunded things, which in a way is showing that it works as well because it's 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 you know that's that's it working. That's that people saying, well, we're we're not that excited about this thing. It's not going to happen, and that's cool. That's cool as well. I think one of the flaws of that might be that some of the games that don't get paid 
might be one of the best games we've we've ever not seen. Some things will get missed because of their timings as well, just like yeah. sales can get missed on on traditionally released games as well because of their their timings. You know, if you come up you come out the same week as Call of Call of Duty, then you, you're you're going to be in trouble wherever you are. Yes, um, then you need to speak to your publisher. Yeah. <laughs> well, or if you're uh, if you're um, Dennis Dyack and Co, they didn't have much luck with theirs, I believe. They tried to reboot an old franchise, didn't they? Uh, Which what was that, mate? Eternal Darkness. It was an old game on the GameCube, I believe. Uh, right. these, these are the guys that created. Uh, uh, what was it called? Well, I was going to say Being Human, but it's like uh, Too Human. They did oh, that. Yeah. They did that game, which was envisioned as a trilogy, but it nope. didn't work out, and they sued Epic because they Epic didn't give them enough of the unreal engine or the right tools and stuff. Oh, it's hilarious. Anyway. And then they tried to make this reboot of, uh, eternal darkness. Um, and, and it failed, but yeah, uh, if you Google eternal darkness, you can, you can, uh, read up on the whole story. So, yeah, but anyway, yeah, sorry, early access. Uh, if we could just kind of wrap up on that subject, um, I'm, I'm, I'm st- personally, I'm, I'm, I, I think it's a great thing. Um, I mean, obviously we've got Minecraft to thank for this. Um, but I, I don't know. I sort of, I'm sort of a little bit uncomfortable when I see like, you know, you're paying for the game and then that game then turns up in a steam sale. So it's like you're paying, like if you buy it this week, it's a fiver, but any other time it's like 30 quid and you, and it's not like a finished product. I find that a bit weird. Well, I mean, that happens with normal games as well. You yeah. can pay for it on the day of release and get access to it then on the day of release for 30 quid. Or you can wait two weeks and get it for a fiver in the Christmas sale. Mm. It, that, that's kind of the same thing for me. Um, as long as you have the mindset that you, with early access, you may get a game that's broken because they're telling you it's going to be broken and you're paying for the privilege of testing it for them. I'm quite happy to do that. I'm very happy to throw rocket money to continue tinkering with DayZ until he is 60 years old and finally releases it. That's fine. He's done yeah. a fantastic job there. I'm happy to give him my money. Mm. Um, even if it takes another five years for it to come out, I'm still happy to give him my money. They've been very clear about the state it's in as well. So mm. Yeah, and he's Rocket's he's a bit like Notch in that he... He's very excited or notch before he stopped doing Minecraft. He he's very excited about what he's doing. He's all, he always engages the Daisy subreddit on Reddit, which I find really really good. Yeah. Um, he'll just pop in and chip in with a no, we're not going to do that, or that's a great idea, and just he's always engaging the community. Not to the point that I don't think he's working on the game, but he is. He's listening to people, um, and it would be optimistic and naive for me to wish that everybody worked like that but then we'd never have any games there'd be no more battlefields or call of duties i wish everybody worked like that yeah <laughs> there's another game i've backed called uh dead state and that's uh shown up on steam as an early access game um i i think it's just one guy that's making it because it's been very like quiet on that. Do you see what I mean about like, this is the difference between back in a game that's got <clears throat> genuine sort of proven talent behind it 
and taking well, a chance on something. And I mean, this guy, he's 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 saying a, there's going to be a demo on it for people who've backed the game, um, but there's still no date on it. And I, that's that's the sort of I feel like I've been burned a bit here. Right, but he's a guy doing it on his own. True. I mean, and you knew that when you backed him. Well, I so, did, but I, I looked at like the projected dates and stuff, and it's like it was probably two years ago that I gave him any money. But that's what I mean. That's why it's a little bit. That's why I'm a little bit more reluctant to back things just because it's a good idea. And to be honest, the game that he's making is like an isometric state of decay. So right. I sort of feel like, oh, I probably won't even play it when it comes out. To me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give it a go, but I don't know for for what he can. I mean, I've played some games made by just one guy and his dog, and it's it's like, you know, it can be pretty good. I, I quite yeah. enjoyed Gunpoint last year. That was good. And I saw his new one. Uh, he put a video up of his new game. Did the you see space that? one. I saw some screenies from it. Yeah, it's called um, Heat Signature, and it's and it looks really basic. It's just like top down. And I think the idea is that you have to board ships, but you can't use your engines. Otherwise, they'll pick you up and they'll attack. Or, or I, I think they're called 2D games, not really basic top-down. <laughs> yeah, 2D. Sorry. And then when you board the ship, it's a bit like... Um, oh, bloke. A bit like uh, Hotline Miami. Right. And uh, you have to use stealth and stuff. If they see you, you're dead sort of thing. But it seemed like there's no point to it at all. Um, it, he just was showing off a very early sort of demo just to sort of give people an idea of what he's working on but he, mm. he's got some interesting ideas and but he's just working on his own it's um yeah Good it's quite him. impressive to be honest yeah I think he's, by the sounds of it he's working within his own uh, capabilities but the guy that you've backed for dead state may have planned a gazillion million things yeah and then realized that well he's going to be 85 by the time he's finished four of those yeah mm. that's so, true I mean, that, that's a good lesson to everybody, really. When you back early access stuff or crowdfunding stuff, if you're taking a punt on someone, if they, have, if they don't have a record, a good proven record, yeah. then you're taking a risk. And it's up to you whether you take that risk. Nobody's making you do it. You can't really bitch at the guy about not having done the stuff. Yeah. He told you it was guy on his own. He gave you release dates. They weren't fixed. He's, he, you can't hold him to them. Um, I understand it's frustrating, but it is the risk you take when you back games like that. You may have turned it around in a year, and it may have been the game that we've been talking about for weeks. That hasn't happened yet. The point is, if you but sometimes if you, if that you, does happen. If, if you really wanted that game so badly, um, it may not have got made any other way. Absolutely, you know, you, that that may literally be the only way that you get to play that game. And that's 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 really the that's really the the main thing, isn't it? It's it's enabling those games to be made. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, any other closing thoughts before we wrap this up? <clears throat> um, I'm glad we've talked about Star Citizen because I know which fucking game engine it uses. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's Unity, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm wait. I'm waiting for the Vita version, <laughs> or the Wii U version. No, I just think it's interesting that now, now that we've kind of seen all these games kind of go from you know a pitch to uh, a, 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 a kind of extended um, 
public uh, communication. You know, it's it's like a marketing kind of angle, um, and an actual to final product, um, whether that's early access or finished, or even as in the case of Shadowrun, its second or its first expansion, its second campaign, uh, very yeah. soon. Um, I, I think it's tremendously successful. I'm behind it. Most of my reservations that I have, it's just me, a personal thing I have, me just being a bit thrifty and trying not to basically brainwash myself into spending money on things that I can't play now. So that's... that's How's that going for you? It's going pretty you well, must, actually. You must hate the new Star Wars films. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do out of principle, don't we? No, but you see, especially far... the box set of all three. Well, look, I hate my I hate my <laughs> Blu-ray box of Star Wars that I've never watched. Damn it! <laughs> I had to buy it because yeah. it was because, a, it was because it, Lucas had kidnapped your family. It was yeah. a thing. Why did you have to buy it? It was a thing that existed. I had to buy it. Oh, yeah, God, you wanted to see those blinking Ewoks. Well, that's my we... thing. Is I. Yeah, I mean, I've, there's just too many games coming out now or that I haven't even got to yet. You know, I haven't played Black Flag yet. Uh, we need to do a psychology dump. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I think about it. I think it's great. I'm glad that it exists. And now that I've got a few more games, I probably will back Star Citizen at some point. But before that, I want to play... I think it's backed, mate. I think, I think they're yeah, probably I've, all right now. Yeah. Well, this is the <laughs> thing. It gets to a point. quid. It's, it's, it gets to a point and I'm like, they don't need my money. So, and also laying out 35 quid, that's a little bit above my sort of, I don't know. That's I, for all the games I've backed before, I've, I've put in like 10 quid tops, um, which for me, for a game that I'm not going to be playing for ages, that's, I can deal with that. But 35 quid, I'd rather buy a game that's out now. That's all right. And that's your choice. Yeah. Uh, I just got Rust today, but I've only only played about half an hour on it. Yet, so, uh, oh, should we wait then? Have you, yeah. have you been following the stuff on Rust and about the hacking yeah. on the servers? Oh, that's no, the, that's but the I, only, I heard about people shouting on it, it in the game. Uh, someone was getting booted out for it, but I, I, yeah, I, I haven't read anything about it. No, it's, it's worth having a little trawl through Reddit about it or looking at Total Biscuit stuff. There's loads of mods, aren't there, to speed up crafting times and stuff. I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, and if the server admins will ban you for shooting them and stuff, and it's ah, just all really? a bit... Shit. It's, it's a bit kind of medieval, really. Mm. Um, oh, but it is pretty cool. Like, they've been hearing a lot of good things about it. Yeah, I, yeah but the, the bad shit that's more player-based and not mechanics of the game-based seems mm. to be a bit draining at the moment. But that's all right. One th- it's at that stage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's very, very early. Yeah, Polygon have announced that they're going to start reviewing early access games. What right. do you think about that? I think cool. that's a good idea. Yeah, I think they have to. It's you know the, the you know the traditional model no longer has the 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 throne anymore. There's too many of these games to to not do it. Otherwise, you're going to be you're going to be reviewing games that people have been playing for six months, and it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. One of the things that pisses me off about alphas and betas is, is the fucking NDAs. Mm, I think yeah. everybody would have a better appreciation of the, yeah. the process involved in creating a game if Don't they could look at the alpha version of something. How good or shit my game is, please. <clears throat> well, it's because it's their money, well, isn't it, that they've put in. So they yeah. don't feel like 
you have the right to that's right yeah. fuck with their marketing campaign exactly basically. yeah and that's okay but and that's okay it, for them it, but it, it doesn't it, really serve the public very much does it and it doesn't serve the early access people very much either because the developers with early access end up with people saying i've paid money for a game why doesn't it fucking work hmm. you go what back and read again what early access means yeah but, but people then- just don't get that because they're used to spending money and getting a finished product yeah yeah but they but i think people have to accept if this is the way of the future then you're not going to get a finished game you're you, it will never be finished I, you're just going to absolutely gonna... and that's fine i mean minecraft isn't finished and it's been out for a few years now i know and i think that was that that uh, game benefited massively i think be- because of the early access but also because there was no reviews on that game there was no one going you know this is good but this isn't and stuff like that and so they i mean they probably would have got good reviews anyway just on the potential of the game. Were, but, I mean, the, YouTube was full of Minecraft and still is full of Minecraft. True, true. So there may not have been traditional press reviews. Yeah. Sorry, YouTubers, your journalists as well. Um, <laughs> as but, long as they're paid but, by Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> yeah. But the, but the buzz was still being created. It just wasn't by traditional gaming blogs. It was yeah. a, from YouTube. And But I would always much rather watch a 10-minute gameplay video of, of early footage than a two minute video of like one second clips that's just been carefully shoehorned in into this this kind of cinematic trailer that is is not representative of the game at all like i don't want marketing i would much rather see the actual the actual thing i'm gonna buy but i still i still put a lot of stock in um the traditional media like for for my um games coverage i know that's a bit old-fashioned but i like reading reviews and stuff well not reading that's all right. nowadays well, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong eventually you'll be the I'm, only one i'm, I'm just yeah. saying i'm just saying that you know like have having having kind of being able to see a, a game with its pants down is better for the public it's better for the people that are potentially <laughs> going to buy that game than that's why you marketing. bought rust wasn't it yeah sorry with its pants down and i was just, like you I'll just want to walk around with cocks just everywhere cocks right. <laughs> I don't, See, I, I don't mean chickens. For me, I I don't know, just the way I consume media, I I wouldn't have time to just sit there and just watch loads of Rust videos. I just uh, Well, no, I mean, I watched like a couple. I probably watched about 20 minutes of it. But yeah. you know what I mean? Those 20 minutes were much more insightful than a two-minute one that has been put together by the marketing team. That's, that's my point. And they're more insightful than one person's opinion about how they what, what they played. Because you can watch Let's Plays or... Yeah, Total Biscuit does the WTF is series where you can see what he's doing and he talks about it as well. Mm. And if you like his opinion, that's fine. Otherwise, you can turn him down and just watch the images. Um, yeah, and that's, I know it's, it can take 10, 15 minutes, but if you're going to spend 35 quid on something, you can't. I, I certainly want to see that it's not shit. Mm. My problem well, with that, a lot of those Let's Play things is that I just... I think it's just spoilerific, and I don't want to watch someone else playing a game that I haven't played yet. Mm. I know it's all right. It's all right with games that are like sort of multiplayer games, or 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 these kind of procedural survival things where it's you know it's there's not a story and stuff. But I, I just winds me up so much when someone just puts up like all of Tomb Raider. Yeah, you know this is one. This is one thing that really grinds my gears. People are are so like wound up about spoilers nowadays. Everything is a spoiler. You show you show a little bit of art assets, and suddenly you've put a spoiler on the internet. No, like, I've got a limit. I don't, I've I don't got a think unless a, a video shows like a major plot twist 
or a major reveal or something that's actually going to make you, your jaw drop in the game. I don't think it's a spoiler. I really don't. I don't see like watching the first five minutes of, of you know, kicking a chicken around the village in Fable or whatever as, as being a, a spoiler. It, it's literally just something you're going to do when you see, play the I game. Love that. I love that. I love that bit when I turn a game on and I've not seen the first bit. I love to experience <coughs> well, then, that first. Well, well, then you have to accept that you're taking risks with your money. Mm. You're buying that game based on the reputation of the developers and or the marketing and Always. reviews and reviews from people that you don't know. And, and yeah. friends' opinions and stuff and what you guys say on here. And that's cool, but we are all different people and, and until you've actually seen the game in front of you or watched a YouTube video so you don't have to spend the money to see that, yeah. you're still taking a risk. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I t- but I, most of the time, it's a very well-educated risk. Um, <laughs> but but uh. like beyond, beyond. And sometimes I'll do it like beyond. I'm playing that at the moment, not especially enjoying it really. But I don't know. I've, I've wanted to play it because it's by those guys that did Heavy Rain and I quite enjoyed Heavy Rain. But um, loads of reviews said, uh. yeah, I, yeah, so I was, I was ready for it. I was ready for mm. it. So, but. I, I'm still going to play it because that's kind of how I am. I like to play. I like to play games that aren't amazing sometimes, just to give me some perspective. You know. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Welcome to Psychology Today. <laughs> well, because I well, and besides, I paid thirty quid for it, so I'm going to damn well finish it. Well, you could have waited and got it for six quid on eBay. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Or you could have. It'll end up on fucking PS Plus, no doubt. Probably. Um. Oh, well. (laughs) It's not that bad. It's all right. It's just a little bit frustrating in places. I I believe you have limits with... uh, You have an issue with self-control, my friend. Yeah, I'm just... that's fine, because we all kind of do, really. Um, Just need to look at my Steam catalogue to notice I've got an issue with (laughs) self-control. Yeah. But... Most of the time, I'm not spending 35 quid and getting frustrated when I don't have time to play something. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought, I just decided that I was going to play that game. And Pat said fairly favorable things about it. Yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed it. So I was like, well, I'll play that. And then, um, and I just sort of had it in my head. And I never even thought, oh, maybe I'll wait. Because I heard it might not be that great. I just didn't even think about that. And and that's what I just don't get. So somebody... And I respect Pat's opinion for most things. Eh, not everything, but most things. <laughs> but what he likes in a game is different from what you like and different from what I like. So for Pat to say, I really enjoyed that game, doesn't make it a great game. It just makes it a great game for Pat. Yeah, and That's yeah, why I man. put no value in, in written reviews or anybody's review of a game. Mm. If you tell me you like a game and I know that you like similar games to me, your opinion is substantially more valuable to me than if you say to me, You've got to play Beyond Two Souls because it's it's a just amazing. Well, hold on, I don't. What other games do you like? What games don't you like? Hmm. Are you a big fan of the developer, or are there any other reasons for you to be telling me it's great, the greatest game ever, or to give it yeah. a ten out of ten? I'm looking at you, fucking internet reviewers <laughs> on big game websites. <clears throat> they don't all do it, but we know it happens. Um. Well, I'd, I think- rather, I'd rather see the actual game playing out in front of me. And whether that's like the old days where you go around somebody's house and see them playing something, you go, well, I really want that, and then you go and buy it. You don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to take a punt with stuff in a shop looking at the cover. You can see the game being played on the internet. But if you, watch, if you watch 
uh, Beyond Two Souls, any of it on YouTube, you might as well just watch all of it on YouTube because uh, no, you watch the first no. ten minutes, you watch the first no. twenty minutes. You've still got another f- hopefully ten or eight hours to play. I would at least not you have know sat, sat through just the footage of that film. No way. That film slip. That's what I mean. Freudian if you put it, slip. No, but that's what I mean. If you if you did it as a film on on YouTube, I would not watch it as a film. It doesn't. It doesn't. Although it is somewhere between a film and a computer game, it doesn't exist purely as as a film. I would have preferred to have watched the movie of this game. To be honest, really, yeah, because it. I mean, the interaction is mostly like point the stick that way. I think I fucked up the other night just because I didn't see the little white dot I was supposed to point at. <laughs> Honestly, see, I, I don't think it would actually have survived as as a as a film. I think it. I think without having that prolonged kind of in, investment in in the characters, you probably wouldn't care that much about them at all. Maybe I think, I think that's how it worked for me anyway. But I, 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 I don't definitely don't think that passively I, I could I would have had the same experience with that game. Anyway, regardless of watching YouTube or my opinion on the mechanics of that game, um, I think my my opinion of it is tarnished by the fact that I just finished The Last of Us immediately before it, and uh, yeah. we're going to talk about that on the next episode. So until then. Goodbye. This has been the Game Dump Cast, part of the Barker Podcast Collection and the official podcast of the Game Dump Facebook group. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A. Uh, I'm at EboGB. I've given up the fat man dumping because that's just rubbish. Okay. So it's E-B-O-W-G-B. And I'm at Patrick J-K-A-Y. Production by John Marsden. Uh, feel free to join the conversation by typing Game Dump in the Facebook search box and clicking the Join Group button. We're a closed group, but we're interested in growing the community, so we'll approve anyone who wants to join. If you're a spam bot, though, it won't be for long. Contact us on email at gamedumpcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gamedumpcast. You can find the show notes for this show on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash gamedumpcast. And why not give us a like while you're there? You can also give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you listen to us that way. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya. See ya. See ya. So brilliant. Yeah. Okay. That went on a bit. It was the longest goodbye. Yeah. That was fucking Casablanca. That was like fucking Return of the King. That was. (laughs) Bloody hell. Someone's got to listen. Goodbye. And to you. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to segue out of that because it was going on a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that started a bit weekly. To be honest, that section. Uh, a bit of rambling at the start from all of us. Yeah. But then it gathered its stride towards the end. Yeah. It's fine. It'll be part. fine. I'll just cut out all the crap. Or not. That's right. We're not early access. We can do what we like. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over. The new year is here. And the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. 
You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.